0: Welcome to Inquiry, a podcast geared towards students where we discuss all things related to tech, from school to industry. My name is Annie. And I'm Daniel. And together, we are your co-hosts. Our team at Inquiry has been working hard to put together an eight-episode focus series titled Tech After High School. In each of these eight episodes, we will be featuring various tech programs in Canadian schools from varying computer science programs to biotechnology and biomedical engineering. For today's episode, we are so excited to introduce Ayush Gupta. Officer Cadet Ayush Gupta is a regular officer training plan student at the Royal Military College of Canada in Kingston, Ontario. He is currently undertaking a Bachelor's of Aeronautical Engineering. He enrolled in the Canadian Armed Forces in 2019 for the, for the pilot trade, which includes his training and studies at the RMC. Thank you so much for joining us, Ayush. Why don't you start off by telling everyone a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. Um, so yeah, I joined the Royal Military College last year um, in September, and before that, I joined the military in June and uh, went through the basic military officer qualification uh, module one um, in St. Jean sur Richelieu. Um, before all that, I'd actually been an air cadet for six years, and I think that's really what uh, sparked most of my interest in flying and aviation. I was fortunate enough to get my glider and private pilot's license through there and become a glider instructor. Um, so that really helped me uh, choose a career in aviation, and I think the military was the right path for me through that.
0: Perfect. That all sounds uh, very interesting. So today we're going to try to break down all the different experiences that you've had. So um, your background is quite unique for um, students so you are currently kind of um, enrolling in the army through the college, right?
1: Yeah. So the general idea is that unlike civilian universities um, where you pay to go to a cl- go to classes in university through tuition, um, the Royal Military College is structured a little bit differently in that um, instead of us having to pay for our school, uh, we have to pay back through military uh, work afterwards. Um, it's a ratio of like one month of paid education is about two months of military experience and military uh, work experience afterwards. So what that means is instead of paying, I do, uh, I've signed a contract to work after my degree is done. Um, And part of that also works uh, in my advantage, and that means that I have a guaranteed job after graduation. So it's helpful in that regard as well. It's not just uh, mandatory military service.
0: Right. So in the academic part of the college, you're currently doing a program in aeronautical engineering. Could you tell us what this program is in general?
1: Yeah, so even though the Royal Military College is a college, it is a, a university and a uh, engineering programs are accredited. So it's similar to any other school's engineering programs and the aeronautical engineering stream in specific is fairly unique. I believe like there are only three universities in Canada that have that degree um, and it's centered pretty much the same as the mechanical engineering program with a specialty in aerodynamics. So you do a little bit more fluid stuff and a little bit more um, dealing with uh, airflow and more aviation uh, side of things. That really, I think, will help me in my career um, as a pilot in the Air Force.
0: That sounds great. So you said that there are three universities in Canada that offer this uh, program in specific. Um, does this program at the RMC have anything different compared to the other two? Maybe it's more military oriented?
1: Yeah, so I don't think there's any like courses that would be different uh, per se, maybe uh, some of the specialty electives, like in fourth year, there's a a supersonic flight elective that you can take uh, in the aeronautical engineering stream, which um, I believe would be more military oriented. But other than just having like courses different, the RMC academic experience is somewhat unique in that we hire a lot of uh, professors that have previous military experience. So through their military experience, they share that with the students and give a more military feel to the, uh, the courses. We talk about things like um, chemical, biological, radiological and nuclear uh, warfare aspects in our courses um, and then other things that would help a military style of uh, engineering.
0: Oh, OK, cool. So like what classes did you take, for example, in your first year that are purely specialized to this program?
1: First year was mostly an introduction like any other university into engineering. So we took a couple of math courses like calculus and linear algebra, um, some basic physics courses and chemistry. Um, RMC is kind of unique in their uh, electives where instead of having the the ability to pick them, they've actually chosen our courses for pretty much all four years. Um, and while that is somewhat uh disheartening in some aspects. It actually really helps um, lighten your your work in the sense that they, they've already chosen the course that you have to take. And some of the courses are actually quite interesting. Um, like last semester, I took a introduction to world uh, military history and strategic thought, So that was really um, interesting on uh, from a military background. And then I also took a course on Canadian military history and um, other history courses. There's also some psychology courses. And these courses are really well-rounded to make you uh, not only an engineer, but also a well-rounded officer in the forces.
0: Oh, okay, wow, that's that's really interesting to hear that all the courses have been laid out for you. Is that for every program at the RMCU or is that just your program in specific?
1: Um, most programs would have some sort of electives, maybe like one or two that you can pick each year as far as I'm aware, um, but it's more structured than uh, other universities, where in other universities you might be able to pick almost all courses. Um, RMC doesn't necessarily have the, the capacity since we're a fairly small school for most classes. We only have one, maybe two sections um, of uh, each class and each class holds maybe 30 people in it. So um, it's quite a small school. And if we had students getting to pick which uh, class they take all the time, um, it just wouldn't fit in the schedule. So that's why they've pretty much taken the prerequisites from each course and then made a schedule that works for everyone.
0: Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And at the same time, students don't need to spend a lot of time trying to figure out how their schedule is going to work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It uh, takes a load off of the students for sure. And it also makes sure that we have all of the courses that we need to graduate.
0: Mm -hmm, Right. So before you entered the RMC, you also did a year at Carlton in the same program. Could you talk a little bit more about that and how that compares to what you're doing now?
1: Yeah, the program was uh, generally the same. Um, the major difference that I found were the class sizes, um, whereas Carleton University is you know, a university like pretty much every other university in Canada that have really large class sizes, you know, 200, 300 people in a lecture room, and uh, the teachers just go or the professors mostly just talk to you and lecture. I found RMC to be more of a high school kind of feel where um, even though there are professors with doctorates and master's degrees and all that they're they're more uh, personal with you because the class sizes are just so small we're only a school of about 1200 officer cadets um so it's about the size of a high school and through that uh, the professors and the class sizes are much uh, smaller so it's a lot more personal Um, in terms of the degree i would say it's it's relatively the same but uh, just maybe a little bit more of a military aspect to it uh, with rmc Mm -hmm.
0: yeah um what would you say makes uh, the Royal Military College unique outside the fact that of course it is like a military institution?
1: Yeah so RMC um, is a program focused on four pillars as we like to call them with academics being only one of them so the academic side of RMC is just one out of four things the other three um, include military training physical fitness and bilingualism so I'll go into each of them pretty uh, shortly. Um, academics is just like any other university. They want you to maintain, a, you, know, you need to pass all your classes and maintain a decent average throughout them. Um, that's what will get you your degree. But to get the full degree from RMC, you need to accomplish all four pillars. Um, otherwise, they won't give you a degree from RMC. Um, the second one being military experience. So each officer cadet, as they age through the years, um, have to hold a command position. So the 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 cadet wing actually works in a a hierarchical format, just like you would see in the military. So the first years being the lowest, um, who are then commanded by a small, like they're in a small section that's usually headed by a second year or third year um, or a fourth year. And then in second year, you gain a little bit more responsibilities working with your squadrons um, and the squadrons are um, commanded by other third years and fourth years, as you move through uh, years, you actually gain more responsibilities and more uh, students under your command, let's say. So each student needs to hold at least one command position throughout their time at the college, and they'll set you up well for your officer experience in the Canadian Forces afterwards. Uh, the third pillar is physical fitness. So we're the only uh, the only institution, the only university institution, as far as I know, that has a, a fitness standard to be a part of it. So each uh, semester we hold a a physical fitness test um, which does your tests your regular things like strength and endurance um, just physical abilities overall and it's mandatory that students pass that um, to continue at the college otherwise they're placed on remedial fitness training which will hopefully get you up to the standard by the time the next fitness test rolls around Um, and the last one is bilingualism and that's held uh, pretty deeply in the canadian forces since canada is a bilingual nation and we have a lot of uh, military members that are french speaking or english speaking let's say then all officer cadets of the royal military college uh, need to learn the other language so when i went in i was very well proficient in english and i could somewhat speak french and um it just so happened that i was able to pass my uh french qualification when i first got there in first year so that uh, took a, that pillar away from me like I've already passed that one but if not they they provide actually quite a extensive amount of French training um, being living in Ottawa for me it was fairly lucky that I was exposed to French but I have a lot of friends that were from uh, British Columbia and Alberta and say who haven't really spoken much French and when they got to RMC they're pretty much learning from nothing and it's actually pretty remarkable how they can get people to a bilingual level by the time they they graduate um, but that's also just one of the
0: other pillars of rmc that you need okay wow so it really is like very very unique i don't think any other university um or educational institution has the same kind of guidelines as the rmc does just out yeah. of curiosity so i know there's a base in quebec at uh saint jean sur richelieu is that just purely a military base or is there also like a college over there
1: so part of St. Jean, the, the main military base that most people think of would be the, the Canadian Forces Leadership and Recruit School, which is where everyone goes uh, who enrolls into the forces to do their basic training. There is also a smaller um, military college there. Um, it's mostly for uh, like a bridge from the Quebec Cégep system to the university, but there are many people who go there for first year. It hasn't quite developed to like a full uh, military college like RMC Kingston, but um, it might be something that they look at in the future
0: oh okay, so it's uh so the main gateway to military and education at the same time would be through the r m c yeah,
1: yeah, and there used to be a, a college in uh, in the west called Royal roads uh near Victoria, but uh that shut down a couple of decades ago, i think
0: oh okay. So I'd like to go into the application phase now. So, what are some requirements of the application?
1: Yeah, so it's it's a little bit different uh, when it comes to applying to RMC versus other uh, universities. Instead of applying, instead of seeing RMC more as a as a post just a post secondary institution, it's more of a stepping stone on training to your final trade in the military. So the way that the application process actually works is through the recruiting centers for the forces. Um, and then you have to go through the whole military recruiting process, and that includes um, their aptitude test, um, the interview, the medical screening. Um, depending on which trade you pick, so for my trade was pilot, um, or the other aircrew trades, you need to do some specialized aircrew testing and uh, Trenton. So, and then a, an aircrew medical as well. So there's a lot of stepping stones to get you through there. And then based on how you perform um, and the other applicants and what the demand is for the Canadian Forces at the time, you'll either get an offer for uh, for the trade that you pick or they'll offer you another trade. Um, and then depending on what the prerequisites are for your trade um, in terms of a degree, then they'll offer you that degree at the military college with some input from your preference. So for me personally, I wanted, my end goal is pilot in the Forces. So working backwards from there, you have to look at what the requirements are to be a pilot in the forces. Luckily for me, it's any degree would qualify. So I could have picked something like economics or history or space sciences or something. Um, but just for me personally, I, I preferred the engineering, the math side of it. So that's why I picked that. But there are some trades that require an engineering or a science degree. So that's where you would have to pick uh, your degree. But it's based mostly on your trade. So you're admitted based on your uh, end goal job and rmc is one step of training on the way there
0: oh okay that's super cool and you mentioned that your end goal was to be a pilot i'm curious is it a fighter jet
1: pilot yeah so it's i would love to be a fighter pilot and that's definitely been the goal ever since i was young to be a fighter pilot um it's it's not super cut and dry on how it works though because you uh after the college you go on some um military like flight training courses and based on your performance on those and the demand that they actually need. So if they're seeing you know fewer fighter pilots in, uh, in the trade or if they maybe they need more helicopter pilots then they'll place you based on your performance and the demand for the Canadian forces um, with some input from your preference but it's not really well known on how much that input really matters. Yeah,
0: um, so would you say that grades play an important part in this application?
1: Yeah, so even though part of it is, or like the majority part of it is the, the military aspect, uh, the grades are really important because they want to select a, a small amount of people to for each trade, right? Each trade only has a certain amount of officers that can go into it. And the Royal Military College only has a certain amount of spots. Like We only take about 250 or so first years each year, and that's from across the country. So having higher grades definitely puts you at a competitive advantage. But also having other things like past cadet experience or being involved at school, playing sports, all those really help uh, put your application aside from everyone else and make sure that you get uh, a spot. Also, the, the performance on the aptitude tests are really important as well.
0: So you just mentioned some supplementals to have in your application. Outside of, for example, cadet experience and sports, are there any other supplementals that someone looking to go into the RMC should have?
1: I think overall, it just has to do with how well rounded of a person you are. Um, being, you know, stemming from the pillars of RMC, you can kind of extrapolate that to things that you could have uh, prior to going there. So, being well rounded in languages would be really helpful if you've volunteered in your community that uh, shows that you're willing to offer stuff to the college um, having any sort of leadership experience is really important because as a, an officer in the Canadian forces your job is to be a leader and they're mostly like managers of the forces so cadet experience really helps in that sense but if you're um, you know a leader at school say you're working in the uh, the student council there or in your community for say all of those would be valuable experiences to hold as well and then definitely the, the physical fitness side as well. Mm-hmm.
0: So to be more specific towards the pilot trade, I know that cadets provide like uh, pilot education for free, which is like a really good advantage. Um, do you think the fact that you had a glider license helped you?
1: I think for the application process, it, uh, it helps somewhat because it makes it... Uh Puts you a little bit of a step forward uh, ahead of everyone else, and I think from what I've heard from other people who've already done the training and went through the same path as me before, they've said that it helps in pilot training because you you're not learning it from scratch and it's uh, it's a little bit just less things to worry about when you're there. But overall, I think that uh, any sort of experience in in flying would be helpful towards a, a pilot trade. The the military though is is firm on its stance that it's uh, like you don't need any experience so. I wouldn't say go out and find, uh, you know, go rent planes and go spend a lot of money and drop that on getting a license before joining the military because they they do train from the ground up and there's a really good success rate on people who don't have any sort of flying experience as well as long as they they put in the effort and they work towards it.
0: Oh, okay, cool. So in general, would you have any advice for students who are looking to join the military college?
1: I think in general, it's, uh, it's... recognizing that it's more than just a university experience you kind of have to be committed to it for for an extended duration of time like for example when i signed my first contract it was a 13-year contract um, not all of that is mandatory time like part of it is that uh, that they've guaranteed me a job for 13 years after even after my uh mandatory service uh payback time so part of that goes into my uh advantage as well but it, it's important to realize that it's not just a four-year sort of commitment and even even though it's a free education and you get a salary while you're there and well all that's nice there is a lot of other stuff that you're doing so they they really take you um and stretch you in every way possible like there's early mornings and late nights and you don't get every weekend off evenings aren't off uh for most times there's it's fairly restrictive in that sense and you, know, you might not get the same university experience, but it's definitely a unique one. And it's uh, it's something that sets you up well for, I would think, a good career in the military. And if that's what you're going for as a career in the military, then RMC is definitely a good way to go about it.
0: So you brought up something that's really interesting, I think, that the fact that when you're at the RMC, your experience is completely different than what you would get at any other normal university. Um, so you said, for example, the schedule, so I actually looked into it, and I think you guys have to wake up at like six every day if I'm not mistaken.
1: yeah, it definitely depends on uh, how involved you get in the college, so all of our classes are they're actually well structured and they're more like a high school in that regard they we have classes that run from eight thirty to four thirty um each day, and we have a lunch period in between um where everyone can eat lunch at the the dining hall there so it helps in, you know, you're not having like really late evening classes, unlike other universities, but that means that those days are very uh, crowded, especially if you're in a, an engineering schedule. Um, so you'd have to wake up fairly early. We have a uniform that we wear each day. So that has to be, you know, well-maintained and presented appropriately. Um, the discipline is there. So each morning is fairly early. And then in the evenings um, we have, physical fitness and sports that we can go to. Um, there's clubs that happen in the evenings. And then on top of that, all the homework for your courses. And sometimes they throw uh, some sort of military stuff that you have to do as well, maybe a drill practice or a parade.
0: That sounds very cool. And it's it's super different from the campus life and other universities. So how would you have described your experience at this school compared to, for example, at Carlton? With-
1: yeah, I think the biggest difference would be the just the experience in terms of uh, like lifestyle while at the the universities. Well, I was at Carleton, uh, though I didn't live on residence because uh, my home is in Ottawa, so I just lived at home and could drive into to Carleton. So maybe I didn't get that same residence kind of lifestyle. It was more um, relaxed, I would say, at Carleton, where you know you can pretty much do what you want and. go to classes when you have them and otherwise you're you're pretty much free to roam around and do whatever you want and well a lot of that is still applicable at rmc like throughout the day you're mostly able to do whatever you want on campus um there it's a lot more regimented in the sense that everyone has to live like you said on campus for all four years um part of that being because they hold responsibility and positions um in command of other students and uh Just having everyone on campus really gives you a different sort of vibe to the college, I would say. Um, You're divided. This college is actually well divided into 12 different squadrons, which are kind of like groups, I guess. And each squadron has different flights in them um, for each year. So the, the first year flight and second year flight and then a third and fourth year flight. So that would make up a squadron. So you really develop a sense of camaraderie amongst your flight mates and as well as in your squadron. We have competitions throughout the year, um, like a boat race for the first years. Um, there's the obstacle course, which is very well known, which just happened last weekend for all first years. And then all of those sort of things kind of go towards your squadron and each squadron sort of competes amongst each other to win what's called the Commandant's Cup. Um, and which our squadron actually won last year, which is super awesome in that sense, but it really develops a, a sense of camaraderie and you really feel a lot closer to the people that you're around and having the college be so small, you pretty much know almost everyone by the time you're there. So you you definitely get to know a lot more people and there's a lot more uh, friendly sort of vibe to it and it's a lot more friendly competition than I'd say at uh, at another university.
0: That sounds super cool, and I really like how, since the school is really small, you get to kind of know everyone, which I think is something that's very valuable and that you don't necessarily get um, at other universities. Are you part of any clubs?
1: Yeah, so I, I tried to get as involved as I could in first year amongst all my other things. It helped that I had a few transfer credits from Carleton, um, so that freed up my schedule a little bit. Helping uh, that was also my uh, my French profile that I already had, so there was some more time that i could spare to clubs and the rmc actually offers some really great clubs and also going back to the fact that it's pretty small it's easy for you to get uh, a lot of opportunities through those clubs so in first year i was part of uh, the band playing a percussion instrument there we do a lot of performances for the school march on the parades um, the arch ceremony all that fun stuff Um, i was also part of the drill team so we hold uh, we practice and do some really cool uh, little drill routines and then we would have presented um, on the parade that would happen at the the grad the graduation parade, but uh, obviously that didn't happen this year because of COVID nineteen. There are also some other really cool recreational clubs. Like I was in the debate club, um, and then there's also more like physical kind of clubs. Like there was the expedition club, which is really cool, and we got to they they do some really cool trips like twice a year. Uh, they go to Mount Washington and summit that. So I had the opportunity to do that in the fall um, where we drove down to Mount Washington. It's about a 6,000-foot climb, and we did that for a, for a weekend. Um, they The fourth years and some other year, third and second years who were training for a while actually um, hiked up Mount Kilimanjaro uh, during the, the Christmas break. So there's some really cool opportunities through that. And most of that is actually completely funded through the, the RMC Alumni Fund, who's been super generous in donating money for these projects. Um, another part, another club that I was part of was the Sport Parachuting Club. And we took a trip uh, during the reading week in February down to, to Florida. So we just drove down there and spent a week uh, skydiving. And it gives the opportunity for people to uh, get their solo licenses and work up. So I'd never skydived before then. and I got my uh, solo skydiving license through that at uh, fairly minimal cost uh, for all what, what it was worth.
0: Oh, wow. That's a lot of activities. And I feel like you really have a lot of opportunities to get involved in a lot of various clubs. In the academic part, how would you describe your program? And would you say that the material that you guys are learning academically is challenging?
1: Um, I would say that it's comparable to most other engineering programs. <laughs> you know, Most engineering programs are, are fairly challenging. They're pretty math focused and physics focused. You need to be geared towards that. But the, the professors are actually super helpful. They're very open to you coming out and asking them questions. Um, they hold tutorial sessions on their own. And um kind of uniquely, we don't really have many like teaching assistants that other universities have. Most of it's just held by the professor themselves um because of such small classes i think the small classes are really helpful in having people and uh, ask more questions because they're not super scared of you know everyone else uh, kind of making fun of them for answering a question or asking a question which i mean obviously shouldn't be the case but the smaller cases the smaller classes actually really help with that so i would say that it's um uh, it's not super different than any other school it's just that it really helps um, having the small class size and the dedicated professors I'd also say it's a little bit more challenging in the sense that um, you have to balance all the other pillars. So even though academics is fairly important, it's only one out of many things that a student at RMC has to focus on. So trying to be fairly managing uh, your time is is super important.
0: Yeah, I think the fact that you guys have to balance so many things um, at once is really something that I would personally find very challenging. Do you guys have to take the same amount of classes than any other student?
1: Yeah, so depending on which program you take, so most uh, engineering programs take uh, at least six courses each semester. Some of the arts and science uh, programs take maybe four or five. It's you know like any other university, you need uh, four courses a semester to kind of maintain that uh, full-time student status. But uh, having those you know, courses so like this semester I'm taking seven courses one of them being uh, an athletics course so while it's not exactly super academically demanding it's still uh, something that we have to focus on
0: so on the subject of the athletics course um, you mentioned at the beginning that you guys have a physical test is that something that's regular to make sure that you stay in shape or is that just something that comes like once a semester
1: yeah so the the test is just done once a semester and uh, that's on top of the force test, which everyone has to do in the military. Um, so there are only a few you know, bases and programs that have a supplementary on top of the force test that's standard across the military, RMC being one of them with the, the physical fitness test there. And each week we have uh, at least a couple of hours dedicated to just a, an athletics class. And depending on which year you're in, you do something different. So it could just be like group sports, or it could be more focused on like strength and conditioning or... Um, combatives or swimming or something like that then it's more dedicated and those are really helpful because they're with the the personnel support program of the forces so they hire um, like proper gym trainers uh, who are very well qualified in that regard um, to work with us and get us to a good physical standing on top of that um, the minimum is to be doing uh, at least two evenings a week of uh, intramural sports And those kind of range, uh, you know, what you can do over the years. Um, So that could include like basketball or floor hockey or ice hockey or uh, there's a whole host and it changes every uh, year. There's also varsity sports that you can take, but those are a lot more frequent than they're most nights uh, each week.
0: Okay, that sounds really cool. It seems like you guys are really well supported through all four pillars um, of the college. So once you've completed for example your semester and then you're into summer do you guys have something that's similar to co-op or um internships at the military
1: yeah so it's pretty much yeah fairly comparable to co-op actually where in the summer we um either go on some sort of trade training so for the first summer before first year you do uh, like i did with the uh basic training for mod one and then the second summer you do mod two Um, they've split it up because we just don't have enough time in the summer to do it all at once and it makes it easier in that sense but then after that um, you'll either go on to to second language training in the summers to kind of progress you a little bit further through that bilingualism pillar or if you've already completed that then there's a good chance that you'll get onto some sort of uh, trade training so for uh, the army folk then they can do um, their basic military officer qualification for army um, and that's more focused on the the army trades or Pilots, for example, could go on uh, their phase one of flight training. Um, if you don't have specific training that you can take without having your degree already, then they, they send you to a base somewhere in Canada, and you pretty much just work alongside, um, you know, shadowing the job that you would do in the future. And there's some really cool opportunities with that, I would say, as well. You can go up to, like, a, a fighter base in Cold Lake and work alongside other fighter pilots or ride on uh, military aircraft and see what they do.
0: Oh, wow. That sounds very cool. So you're really getting all the hands-on experience that you're going to be using once you graduate. So yeah. for you, what kind of summer experience have you had?
1: So overall, it's uh, it hasn't been too eventful with the the whole COVID-19 happening, um, but there have been some really cool things that have happened at the college. So each year we do a an exchange with the, the U.S. Uh, military academies. So they've visited and they kind of Stayed over at our uh, in our dorms, and we did a little like some friendly competition, some friendly sports with them. um, Kind of showed them around, and eventually that kind of could uh, develop into exchanges with other military schools. um, None that I would likely be a part of because they're only offered to arts and science students um, because of the accredited portion of the the engineering programs. But there have been some really cool opportunities through that um, where I've heard of people going to like Germany and doing exchanges with their military um, educational facilities there. So that's something really cool. But I think the biggest thing that I, the the most eventful thing that I have found was uh, the first year orientation program or commonly referred to as FIOP at RMC, um, which unlike Frost, which is supposed to be more, uh, you know, like fun and party kind of style, FIOP is like it's supposed to be more of like a hell on earth kind of experience where they really grill you down and break you down to, um, to build you back up as a, a good team player. And someone who's like, um, you know, well-rounded for their, their future at the college and the, in the military. I thought that was a really fun experience. And while well, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who could go, because there are a lot of fire up secrets that you just kind of learn as you go. Um, it's a really fun experience overall and really gets you to, push yourself more than you've ever pushed before. And that's uh, really well accentuated at the the obstacle course at the end, which is just like a full like half day of like maximum physical effort and working with your team and really uh, presenting to the callers uh, everything that you've really learned in terms of team building through FIOP.
0: Oh wow, that sounds super intense. So we've now slowly transitioned from your campus life to more of a job prospect uh, aspect. What kind of jobs do the grads from RMC typically do after military?
1: Yeah, so I think it definitely depends on what trade you picked uh, in the military. So um, for me in particular, there's uh, I think the military is a good way to get uh, a pilot's license because doing it through a civilian Um, side and going all the way through the commercial and airline transport pilot license can get super expensive Um, whereas the military with uh, they give you a unique platform to fly on but there's also many people who use it as a as a stepping stone to sort of pay back to their country and um, you know fulfill that moral obligation but also get a a good career prospect afterwards there's many people I know who uh, go through their military and enjoy their career and fulfill their contract and then after they're done there they can go fly with an airline afterwards and uh personally i don't know how i'd feel about that because it's uh it's definitely different flying like I, I like the the cool tactical aspect of it and the whole military background but that's definitely an option um but overall i'd say that any military career whether it's uh, you know pilot infantry and even like a, a sailor on a boat they really present you with good just values as a person and things that employers are looking for outside of uh, just the the trade experience that you'd have so things like being able to lead being well disciplined and being able to take a regimented schedule Um, all of those things are super important qualities in the workforce i would say and are all aspects that are well taught throughout a military career
0: yeah i definitely agree with your last point the the working with the military and all its intensive training will really like form you as like an individual and not just as someone who's knowledgeable in this particular domain.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's probably not a direct trade uh, comparison between an infantry army officer, let's say, because there's no really comparison with the the civilian world, but they definitely learn a lot of cool skills and a lot of personal qualities that would transfer over.
0: So for your mandatory military time, how much years do you have to do?
1: It kind of varies depending on the trade. So it's usually about one month of education is two months of uh, kind of payback military time. Um, But it kind of varies because their training that they give you might extend that a little bit. Um so it's kind of up in the air in that sense. I would say like overall, probably like six, seven years afterwards. But uh like I said, my, my initial contract that I signed was 13 years. So I'm planning on you know fulfilling that time, but uh not all of it is mandatory service time. And that 13 years also includes uh the four years of university that they give and all that. So and it's all like paid, like salary time and pensionable time for the Government, so it works well in that regard too
0: that sounds super cool so once you graduate, you're heading into the military do you do you see yourself continuing with them for the rest of uh, the career, even after your thirteen years?
1: Uh, for now I would like to and I think RMC really has a long um, standing like reputation as being uh, very well regarded in terms of like military retention when you see a lot of the higher ranking officers in the forces were former rmc graduates and i think that's just because they they instill in you like the military qualities from the the get-go right there so i would say that there's there's a lot of prospects and even after uh, my career as a pilot because obviously i can't fly fighter jets forever or any other plane forever they'll eventually um, probably post me to to some sort of leadership position. And I think that those would be also like good qualities, but obviously things could change over the time. So um, we'll see what the, the job entails, but for now the plan would probably be to stay in for a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds good. And I re- I really like how the RMC really like sets you up for a long time and gives you um, all these different options that you can pursue. Cause there's so much things you can do in the military, whether it's just like, as you said, fighter jet or, um, different types of piloting, and then afterwards there's leadership roles and all of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's been a, It's a good career path, I would say, just overall.
0: So to wrap it up, for a student who's looking to join the military and potentially considering the Royal Military College, do you have any advice or um, just information that you, you would like to give them, for example, what you should start looking into and stuff like that?
1: yeah i would say uh start early in terms of applying that the military is uh like most of you know any sort of organization is a fairly slow sometimes of processing paperwork um so get in there and get there early like i started applying before um before even like i started grade 12 like sometime near the end of grade 11 was when i started applying and The reason for that, not only because it takes a lot of time to get through all the hoops, but you might realize something that you need to get done um, before you're actually able to be um, employed in the job that you pick. Like for example, for me, uh, my eyes weren't good enough for pilots. So I had to get laser eye surgery, um, which actually delays your uh, application by six months, which is why I ended up doing a year at Carleton, but um, that just shows like there might be some sort of thing that you haven't really thought of as much that could delay your application and you want to leave yourself as much room um to avoid having to to wait a year or something because now once the cutoff date kind of hits you you just have to wait really because they don't take people mid-year like there's no there's no such thing as coming in like in the winter semester at rmc you have to start from from the fall semester so i'd say that the best thing is to the the, the only thing that they'll say is that you can't apply yet like if you're too young or something but i haven't really seen that happen so probably like sometime near the end of grade 11 would be a good time to start that'll give you enough time to do the aptitude test the medical and the interview and any sort of other things that you need to get done
0: okay cool that sounds like some great insight so this wraps up today's episode thank you so much for tuning in and thank you so much Ayush for coming on
1: thank you for having me
0: And that's a wrap for today's episode featuring Ayush, which is part of Inquiry's focus series Tech After High School. We hope you enjoyed. Thanks for tuning in and having us be a part of your journey to code your future. Make sure to follow us on social media to stay in the loop and for a chance to have your questions answered in our next episode. See you then. (laughs)